All right. So with after losing four games in a row, it was a grand slam that really got the Astros offense going. And we're going to talk about that and more. And has Jordan Alvarez's ball really landed yet? I don't know. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Stros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. And we have a special guest, Lauren Leal. Where can they find you at? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for having me tonight. What an awesome night it is. I mean, the Astros, of course, winning again. But you can find me at uh, Lauren underscore underscore Leal on Twitter and on Instagram. All right. So, yes, it was a great uh, day in Cleveland. Uh, I guess you had the Astros had to get away from the Orioles, get away from the Tigers, and uh, finally play a good team again. And the Astros uh, got a 72 victory. And so it just it seems like maybe they got to – get play up to the competition and that's what they did today. So uh, who knows the Astros are weird sometimes. And you know, what's not weird is a uh, Spotify green room. That's something that Brett and I like to do. It's a, it's basically kind of like this, but um, uh, it like uh, we already have uh, Steve on here Steve likes to come on here, but instead of just participating in the chat room, he can actually come up and actually talk to Lauren. If Lauren comes up here and ask Lauren a question. Um, so uh, this the Spotify green Green Room. It's a great place. Uh, download the app and join us this week. We'll probably do a show on uh, Friday or Saturday and get in any action. Spotify Green Room. It's changing the way we talk about sports. So uh, let's go and talk about this game first before we start talking about the all-star sports. Uh, that Jordan Alvarez home run, that was a blast. The right fielder didn't really even move. The center fielder, I don't know what the center fielder was doing. He was just, he was going to run like he was going to catch it. But uh, I that was a good ball. Um, I, I haven't seen him take a good swing like that in a while. So, Lauren, what did you think about that? Um, I thought that was great. What I paid my attention to tonight was on, on the offensive side, Brantley, Michael Brantley hitting out to right field. He didn't know if it was fair or foul. I believe it was 402 feet out, but um, I loved that. He almost hit for the cycle minus a triple so, I mean, you're seeing so many fun things from the offense um, to what we're used to seeing and minus going into that slump, I guess you could say, with from Baltimore and, of course, before that, Detroit. Uh, but, but that was my focus tonight. No, yeah, definitely. You know, Jordan hitting the ball out. You know, we'll get to Altuve slam here in a second. And, you know, Brantley, that is, that is a key point. He just continues to hit. But that ball, literally, I think it took like four seconds to get out, 116.7 miles an hour off the bat. And he has not been hitting a ton of long balls, kind of like we were spoiled to in that 2019 season when he came up midseason from Round Rock and he was tearing the cover off the ball because he's been hitting all parts of the field. He hits the hardest singles of anyone I've ever seen, but it's great for him to get the ball up, to get it lifted, because we know he does have that power in his bat. And he really has become a complete hitter. He's not just your Johnny come lately, I'm going to I'm gonna strike out or I'm going to swing for the fences. 
he can hurt you either way. So whether he's getting to first or getting a double or legging out a triple or hitting a home run, Jordan Alvarez continues to wow the crowd and silence the haters on the road because the boos were raining at Progressive Field in Cleveland. Yeah, it seems at one point they're even booing Michael Brantley. And like this is a guy that they they kind of grew up rooting for. And I, I know he came to Houston and then he resigned a deal to come uh, play for the Astros again. But uh, this was a hometown guy. I mean, not home, maybe not hometown town, but somebody that grew up with the Indians and the farm system. So I think that this is. Uh, and then they booed the Ast- uh, Altuve, and then what Altuve come up and do? He hit that grand slam, <laughs> and um, I, I still don't know what uh, was the guy's name. Uh, J.C. Uh, Mejia was doing mm-hmm. like he was trying to get the out at third base. With there was no shot of getting out, and then uh, he didn't have a play at first base, and. I know the manager of the Indians had to be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know what? That's the break the Astros needed. That's the break the Astros needed to break this losing streak. And then uh, then what did Jose Altuve did? What he's supposed to do. And you know what he did? He got a cookie afterwards. That, that was the best part. <laughs> After he hit that grand slam, I don't know if uh, somebody just ha- said, hey, you deserve a cookie. But he got that cookie. And uh, then that, the rest is history. So we have cookies for home runs, right? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. No, and I don't know if you guys watched the post-game interview with Altuve, but uh, you could hear in the background, you could hear the Astros fans there saying, Jose, 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 Jose. And so uh, even on the road, like, you know, the Astros not liked so much per se because of the cheating scandal, they still have a lot of support around the league. So, uh, Lauren, have you been able to get onto the field yet? I saw somebody ask that. Um, I haven't, uh, not this season. Okay. Well, the last time I was on the field was when the Astros lost in game seven to the Nationals in 2019. Wow. Man, so so you need to you need to get out there and get and like exercise those 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 feelings. That's rough. You know, I remember when we when we returned to the ballpark this year, it was the first time that we had been to the ballpark. Now, our last game, um, my son and I was when Garrett Cole struck out the 15 hitters uh, against the Rays and the LDS. It was one of the best pitching performances I've ever seen. And so to come back to the ballpark was surreal. So what's it been like for you? Also being a podcaster, also being a sports commentator, you're on CW, you're on you're on ESPN 97.5. How much better has it been now that sports have pretty much made a comeback for you and what in, in what you do on a daily basis? It's great. I mean, my job is back, guys. <laughs> no, it's like uh, you know, with growing up in sports and loving sports and having all of that just stripped away from you. Plus, I hosted a lot of games and I find so much, you know, joy and fulfillment out of that whenever no fans were allowed there. So that that meant, you know, that position wasn't there in general either. So to have it all back and to come full circle and to see all the fans out there, I'm just happy to see that on TV. Um, I went to uh, the Astros game on Father's Day whenever they took a sweep over the White Sox. That was a blast. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love being back out there. Uh, like I said, I haven't been on the field yet, so still itching to do that, but having sports back, there's nothing like it. 
So I know that a lot of people people keep on talking about Kyle Tucker and uh, he's been struggling since he came back from his little illness and he just doesn't seem like he's uh, got the same um, timing. So I know, especially after, I think he they said he dropped some weight after uh, when he was sick. And so it's going to take some time. I know somebody said that um, you need to give him a day off to maybe see if he can uh, bounce back, um, put Chaz McCormick in there. Uh, but we saw Alvarez... Um, Alvarez has always started when Framer Valdez is out there and we saw him kind of have to make his first real official play that I've seen him have to do. And he had to chase that ball in the left field and uh, it it wasn't the prettiest of play, but uh, he got the job done and he overthrew the cutoff man or threw short through it. But, uh, but it's good to see him out there in left field getting the job done. So, over, uh, do you see? Do y'all see anything that y'all are worried about with Kyle Tucker? No. You go ahead, Lauren. You good? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. You're no, good. No, I, I just commenting on uh, that fun, that funny play where he did basically like dive and, and come back, and Altuve just you know cut the ball like no big deal. <laughs> um, but no, with, with Kyle Tucker, I think this is kind of what we saw when he first came up to the Astros. You saw a lot of like uncertain he would be hot right. and then he wouldn't a hot not and so now is just one of those times but i mean it takes players you know we saw how alex bregman started the season not 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 the same alex bregman that we were used to before getting hurt so uh, i don't have too many doubts about kyle tucker uh it's just i just think it's he needs to get back into the groove no yeah definitely and i, I think i mean Losing 10 pounds and the stomach bug has got to take a toll on you, especially when you're a professional athlete and a lot's demanded of you. I mean, you're you're out there playing the highest level of your sport. You're out there playing against the best athletes. And so anything you do requires max effort. And, you know, I remember when he first came up and the naysayers and the doubters and the people who were like, oh, he's just not a good player. and He's too lackadaisical. And he's really turned that around. I think for the most part, he's been one of the best offensive guys on this team. Um, he he can hit in the clutch. He can get the extra base hits. He can also hit for power. So I think for him, it will it will come back around. It's like, you know, for me, when Brantley goes one for five in a game or one for six, it's like, ah, he's still Michael Brantley. Yeah. He's still Kyle Tucker. He still can hit the heck out of the ball. Tucker is kind of streaky too, uh, and and uh, some right now he's just not fully loaded, and uh, so I think we need to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, fully loaded chew. Okay, so fully loaded chew is tobacco-free long cut pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to, but without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, fully loaded chew is made with all food grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. If you chew you know that tobacco can be bad for you. So go check out Fully Loaded Chew. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All of the nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. So Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Team listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use a promo code Locked on, just $1 in free shipping if you use a code locked on at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded shoe. Go to fullyloadedshoe.com. 
All righty. So I want to uh, take a little bit to kind of talk a little bit about Framar Valdez. He's the, he was one of the players of the game. I know he struggled in, I think it was in the second inning with command. I think he threw like 35 pitchers pitches. We've seen that a lot recently. It seems like a lot of our pitchers have struggled with that one inning. Uh, and Luis Garcia struggled in the first inning in uh, Sunday's game or not Sunday, but um, all the days are kind of blending together right now. But um, and it just, it seems like that one inning is kind of costing the Astros recently, but Framer Valdez, to his credit, he stayed in today and uh, pitched seven strong innings, saved the Astros bullpen. In fact, um, we had Ryan, um, uh, Ryan, yeah. what's the, you, uh, you come out. Okay. So we had Solomon come in and then Ryan Presley. No, no, no. The guy oh. who got sent back down, the guy made his debut oh. yesterday. Oh, oh, are you talking about Ryan Hartman? Yeah, Hartman, yeah. I keep on trying to say Phil Hartman. That's why oh. I was trying to. So Ryan Hartman <laughs> was actually sent back down. After making his Major League debut, he pitched uh, really good yesterday. He got sent back down, not, not because he didn't do anything, a good job, but they needed another fresh arm because they've just been using their bullpen so much. So uh, Peter Solomon was called back up today and – so uh, we'll have to see, but um, Josh James is on the way back too. He's um, going to be making a couple appearances at AAA. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the first time he's been pitching in a, a actual team. So uh, it'll probably take about maybe five or six appearances before he's ready. But uh, we saw uh, Joe Smith make an appearance. Austin Pruitt made his second appearance. Um, so we have some arms coming back. So the Astros just have to weather the storm right now. But uh, the bullpen should get better. But for right now, um, you have to admire what Peter Solomon brings to the table. And this is a guy that a lot of our listeners have been asking for. Like, where's Peter Solomon? And he's here. So now we can see what, uh, what, what he can offer. Yeah, Eric, you know, on that, um, I interviewed him two weeks ago um, at Constellation Field, two, three weeks ago. And, you know, I asked him, like, what is your what is your biggest goal? He said, my biggest goal is to contribute to the Astros so that we can get back to the World Series. And so he's he's got big goals in mind. And I, I think Peter Solomon is going to be one of those arms that's going to come up and going to do some things from time to time in the he's going to maximize his short stints with the team. And it, it and it was great going back to Valdez. This guy, remember, had a refocus mentally um, on the mound. He has he has really grown up and matured and become, I believe, the the ace that he's becoming the ace of the Astros. And you need your guys right now to do what he did to struggle. Okay, apparently we lost H Town Wheelhouse. Um, so apparently he's talking so much that he just, um, so <laughs> here he is. Well, oh, whoa, oh, whoa. <laughs> hey, that's weird. I just got bumped off the internet. Great athletes are made in the struggles just like this when you get knocked off air and <laughs> you just keep rolling because I could be friends with the rock right now. I'm just, I'm on a roll anyway. So, um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to kick it to one of y'all. My bad. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. No, uh, all good. Just uh, just picking up at the heels of your conversation of uh, both of these guys. And Solomon, I believe he had six starts at Consolation Field. You know, time to, to show what he did tonight. Uh, it wasn't uh, – it was a little shaky in the eighth inning, but excited to see more of him. It's no secret that the bullpen is the weakest part of the Houston Astros and what needs to be improved. So I'm happy to hear all that you said, Eric, uh, about who they're bringing up and really Fromber 
turning into the guy that we want to see out there starting most of these games. Seven inning pitch strong. I believe he only allowed two earned runs um, and had six strikeouts. So, yeah, um, very impressed with Fromber, and I'm just excited he's now, I believe, five wins, five and one on the win-loss record. Yeah, and he's, um, I mean, I know he was the Astros ace last season. He kind of came out of nowhere. A lot of people didn't know if he was going to make the Astros rotation last year, but uh, he kind of came out, and he's that guy now. So uh, especially, he had five walks. That's not really who Valdez is now, but he had five walks. But despite that, he still pitched seven innings, and overall he threw 107 pitches. That's a little bit high. But to Dusty Baker's credit, he left him in and saved the Astros bullpen a little bit. And so overall, he still has a 2.18 ERA for the season. He's not going to be all-star. I'm not worried about that. What, who probably deserves to be all-star from the rotation is probably going to be Luis Garcia. That's the only guy I can see out of the Astros rotation. In the bullpen, Ryan Presley, that's the only guy I can see. Maybe Maybe case for uh, Lance McCullers, but I think he's kind of missed a little bit too much time. But I guess you could say that for all the Astros uh, starters. Maybe Zach Greinke has a case, but I, I just don't see it. I think he's had too many short outings. Um, but um, I do want to talk a little bit about the all-star voting in a little bit. But um, before we kind of move away from um, the tonight's game, the Astros win, the A's lose. That's a good thing. Uh, I, I think it was a big, it was like eight to three. Uh, so that's always a big thing. The Astros now have a one and a half game lead over the A's and AL West. I know it's only July 1st, so I'm not going to get super excited about that. But Miles Straw had that big double, and it's good to see him having some um, good hits every once in a while. But any final thoughts for today's games? You know, I just think it's great that the offense woke up. I think it's great that they continue to do what we know they can do. I think this is the most potent, most powerful offense um, in the league. And despite our woes against the Orioles and the Tigers, I don't think we'll have any problem down the stretch. This team is going to be clutch when it comes time. Carlos Correa was even on the bench tonight. I mean, we're not even talking about Carlos Correa didn't even sit. Robel Garcia was at shortstop, and he actually didn't have a terrible game defensively. He did pretty good. And when you can roll this team out there and you can just go to Cleveland and just kind of beat them up, I mean, I you you got to love seeing it because Cleveland's not a bad team. No, I'm with you. I, I'm so happy to see the contact that we did tonight. And it just goes to show that's exactly where I, what I was going to say with uh, with the guys in the lineup. It's not, you know, some of these guys aren't who we're used to seeing, like, with, with Straw getting a double, and you can still count, of course, on Altuve, Brantley, Gurriel, uh, Alvarez uh, with that long ball that we, we talked about already. It's just it's, – I'm happy to see that they are back on this on this route, and, uh, you know, baseball's a long season, so some of those losses were to come of what we saw, and I really think that was because of the rain delay uh, going back to Detroit – uh, but we won't talk about that anymore. Anyways, I'm just happy to see what we saw tonight. And uh, once again, Altuve's 603rd career RBI. I just love it. Happy to be joining you guys tonight. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. We we appreciate it. Yeah, so sometimes uh, when you, when you see a reliever go out there and struggle, it's like you you just kind of re- want to reach into TV and give them a belt bar. So um, Brett, tell us a little bit about belt bar. 
Well, you know, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And Lauren, I don't know if you um, have ever tried a Built Bar, but, you know, there are protein bars on the market. And if you're into any kind of health or working out, you know, there's a million Built Bars. There are, are a million protein bars to choose from. What I like about Built Bar is the limited calories, 130 to 170 calories per bar, 13 to 17 grams of protein, only four four grams of carbs, four grams of sugar. Uh, I mean, I mean, very low sugar wrapped in 100% chocolate. It's basically like a candy bar. Like literally today on the way to the water park, I had a white chocolate birthday cake built bar. It was phenomenal. I love this thing. We've got our, our fridge. It's full of them. And it's great for the healthy, conscious guy or girl. It doesn't matter where you are. You're on a keto diet, whatever it is, check out Built Bar. When you go to BuiltBar.com right now, Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your order. When you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar, it is the best bar in the land. I still wonder if BetOnline.ag has Miles Straw leading the Astros in home runs by at the ending year. Do you think so? I would bet that they do not have him, but I'm sure it's like 10,000 to one odds. And I'll take that any day, right? Kevin <laughs> Malone from the office. So if you want to put a hundred bucks on miles straw, leading the team at home runs, you might win a big, maybe you could buy gallery furniture if you want to bet like that. So go to betonline.ag. It is your sport. They're your sportsbook e experts. When I really did some of my first live betting um, on an event this last year with the Super Bowl, um, I actually had some success. I can't really talk about how much it was, but I was pretty pleased. And why? Because I listened to the experts at um, at, at betonline.ag. You can bet on UFC, MMA. Heck, you can even go to like reality TV shows or like if you watch The Bachelor or something like that and you can bet on who gets the rose. I mean, they've got it all there for you. So when you go to betonline.ag, you can download the app or go to your computer. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit. So good, go check out betonline.ag. They are your sportsbook experts. So for some reason, the Astros are way better against teams above 500. So if you look at it, the Astros are 30 and 16 against teams above 500. And against teams below 500, they're 19 and 17. At least they're not below 500 like they were earlier this year. Uh, Lauren, why do you think that is? Well, it's, 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 it's a case of what we saw tonight of, of how well they're just able to read that ball to, to just, to just uh, making that contact in the long ball that we have. I mean, it, it's so much fun watching this team, exactly what I just stated as far as you saw going into the weekend prior to that, all, all of the hits, all of the runs that the guys were getting. I mean, we talk about all the RBIs, it's, it's simply just being able to read, read the ball. So Jose Altuve uh, is now the eighth player in Astros franchise history to uh, reach uh, 600 career RBIs. Uh, so congratulations to him. And he passed, uh, who was it? He passed, he passed um, Doug Rader. And he's in second. Uh, he is in eighth place all time. Next up is Jimmy Wynn with 719. So Jose Altuve now has 603 career RBI. So he's got a while before he uh, passes the toy cannon, but I'm sure um, he's uh, signed through 2024. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a chance to pass him. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the Astros are going to take a chance and probably extend him for the life of his career. So um, 
uh, congratulations to Jose Atuvi. And that was it. That was a, I think that was maybe a, I don't think the Astros were struggling. The team is still on pace to win 96 games. I think they're just going through a rough uh, stretch. They, they're tired, 20 straight games. I know they had that day off because of the rain, and then they had the doubleheader. But that doubleheader, even though it's seven innings, will still take it out of you. Yeah, so, you know, I want to I want to touch on the Jose Altuve home run because something something that that I thought I had picked up on and actually um, Apollo made this really cool video where um, someone was commenting on Jose Altuve cheating and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, he probably knew what pitch was coming. And the pitcher was literally could not locate his fastball. So he threw him two strikes. They were both off-speed pitches. He watched both of them. He was upset at himself for missing the second pitch. And so he was sitting on, I believe it was a slider or a changeup. He was sitting on it. And that's what he hit. And that's exactly what he did with um, with Chapman from the Yankees in the 2019 um, ALCS when, when he hit that walk-off home run. I mean, go back and watch that at bat. Chapman could not locate a fastball. He threw him a slider. Jose Altuve watched it, and so he waited for the next slider, and that's what he took it out. That is why he's in the leadoff spot. That is why Altuve is one of the leaders of this team because he is an absolute madman scientist at the plate. And, you know, they, they were talking again, you know, that that home run that he golfed a couple weeks ago where, like, he the ball was, like, .38 feet off the ground, and he got a nine iron somehow and took it over the fence. It's just great to see because as as much hate as this guy gets, I think a lot of it is really pointless, but people are going to do what they do. And to go back to when, when you were asking about how they get up and why they don't get up for for the for the lesser teams, I think everybody's just got a little more extra reason to beat the Astros. So everybody wants to, oh, this, we're playing the Astros. Let's beat the Astros. And, you know, maybe they need to trick themselves, like one of our viewers said. Maybe they need to act like, hey, we're playing the Yankees or, hey, we're playing the Red Sox. And and I think they'll do well. But I think this bodes well for us going into the playoffs for sure. Sometimes I, I will say, yeah, the Astros do play to what their competition level is. And it is a disadvantage. I just wanted to add, you brought up Araldis Chapman, and earlier uh, I was discussing this with somebody about how he just gave up his first ever career ga- uh, grand slam wow. um, yeah. last night against the Angels. And so uh, it happens, and it can happen again with Jose Altuve if they match up with the Yankees, which they will this coming uh, next week, next weekend. All right, so before we get into the all-star talk, I want to have our Thoughts by Dusty segment. Thoughts by Dusty. All right, so here is Dusty Baker on Jose Altuve's Grand Slam. It was a big lift for us. And Dusty Baker on Framber Valdez going seven strong innings. That was big, especially since we had four or five no's in the bullpen. And uh, Dusty Baker on Jose Altuve's Grand Slam. And did I already say that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, okay. I think that's all I have today. Never mind. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, no. So, so, okay. So Lauren, we have this kind of running theme where like Dusty Baker to me is kind of like the John Madden of baseball. Like he, he states the obvious, like, like John Madden, when, when he would announce, you know, it would be, it would be fourth and 15 is like, you know, 
Now, this is this is a play where you're where you're definitely going to punt. Like, okay, thanks, John Madden. Um, but Dusty just sometimes says the most keen things, and you're just like, to me, it's a treasure trove of media gold when he's being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> a little bit of Captain Obvious. Yeah. Yeah, so some of them, it's like he states it, then he has a lot of evidence, then he restates what he stated at the beginning. That, that, those are the quotes I like. So um, MLB did a really bad job with this whole uh, starters announcement. They had all this big epic voting cycle, the phase one, phase two, and phase three or whatever. And then all of a sudden during the games, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, here's the vote. Here's the votes. Here's the starters. And it's like you should have a lease uh, like this big show or something to uh, maybe they did. And maybe we just were paying attention to the game or something. But uh, the Astros for the first time since 2014 will not have a single Astro in the starting lineup for uh, from the fan vote. Does that mean that something can't happen uh, and somebody gets uh, put place in there? Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout was selected to the all-star game, but he is not going to be in the, uh, because he's out, he's on the 60 day IL. So here's the start. Um, Saldivar Perez is going to be your starting catcher. He got 62% of the votes. Marcus Simeon got 54% of the votes. Uh, Jose Altuve got 32. Xander Bogarts got 42% and Carlos Cray got 21%. He was third. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero got uh, 75% of the votes. That is the he got the most votes of any All Star player uh, in this um, this voting process, and uh, he's the youngest player ever to get that many votes. Uh, so Yuli Gurriel got, only got fifteen percent. Rafael Devers uh, got sixty one percent of votes. Alex Bregman only got twenty two percent, and Shohei Itani with the year he's ha having, he got sixty three percent of the votes. Mike Trout got nineteen percent. Aaron Judge got thirteen percent. Teoscar Hernandez got twelve percent. Byron Buxton got 12%. Michael Brantley got 10%. And Cedric Mullins of the Orioles got 10%. So none, none of the Astros got selected. I know a lot of people out there saying uh, the, Astro, the people outside of Houston hate us. That's why they didn't vote for us. I think for the most part, y'all can disagree with me. I think that except for Mike Trout, because he's out, I know that uh, Ben Verlander said, don't waste your vote on him. He's not going to play. But I think that they mostly got it right. I would argue that maybe Bo Bichette should have got the nod or maybe even Carlos Correa over Xander Bogarts. But uh, Marcus Simeon, I mean, I'm a big Astros fan, but Marcus Simeon has a great year, uh, probably better than Jose Altuve. What are y'all's thoughts? I think the, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's still a popularity contest. When you let people vote five times every day for a month, is it really an all-star vote? I mean, let's just call it what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, more times than not, the fans don't really get it right because it is. I mean, that's why Mike Trout is in there because, I mean, he's injured. Why would you vote for him? He's now, a big admit it, Well, yeah. now, admittingly, I voted for Bregman because I'm going to vote for my guys this year because I'm pulling for my guys because nobody else in the country is. I think there is something to that, Eric. I, I think there is something to people did not want to vote for the Astros because what was it? When we were in Cleveland a few years ago, we had like seven Astros. There was hardly anybody in the in the nation that was voting that didn't vote for almost every one of those players. And so I think that's part of it. I don't think that's the reason. 
but there were some accurate vote getters and you'd like to see guys make the all-star team that deserve it. You hate to, I hate to talk about snubs in the all-star game. I think Cedric Mullins is an all-star snub. I think Cedric Mullins should be in this all-star game. He deserves it. He's one of the best rookies, one of the hottest hitting rookies in the league. What do you think, Lauren? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right on point. Everyone knows it's a popularity contest. Um, as far as what surprises me is literally there was an Astro on every position and not one made it. So, like, r- regardless, like I said earlier, there are people throughout the league that still like the Astros. And so it just shocks me that not one position, especially, I mean, Jose Altuve, who's been in the game for how long now, or Jordan Alvarez is a de- designated hitter. I, it just popularity contest, but I, I figured some people out there in the nation would still vote for these guys. Yeah. And I saw some teams like the Padres teamed up with the Padres fans teamed up with the Blue Jays fans to go ahead and vote for their players, even though the Padres only had one player on the list, which was Fernando Tatis. But so they had all San, Di- San Diego voting for the Blue Jays. So that uh, kind of helped them too. But Marcus Simeon has uh, 21 home runs. Altuve now has 18 home runs. So I mean, I can see the second base. Uh, the shortstop was basically um, pick them uh, between the three of them. Bobochet, I mean, I, I guess the Red Sox are having a year that whatever. But I just uh, think that, that that was the closest call. But uh, Mike Trout could be out. So I, according to the voting, Byron Buxton will probably be the one who replaces him yeah. if they do that. But if they don't do that way, they can probably put in Michael Brantley but who knows they need somebody to represent the Orioles. So they may just say, Hey, this is our chance to get an Oriole in there. So, well, I think, I think the question is with someone like Brantley. Okay. Who's, who's been leading the league um, in batting average going back and forth with Vladimir Guerrero jr. Is if Brantley was in Cleveland or if Brantley was on another team, would he have gotten those votes? And I honestly think that you would have to say yes. And with some of these other guys, get a vote. I think for us, like you mentioned, it's the first time since what, 2014, that not a single Astro um, was elected. That was a bad team. That was a yeah, bad that was team. right. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, Hey, at the end of the day, I mean, I hate it for the younger guys that really deserve it, but the veterans, they're going to have their yeah. chance, you know? And what I want to know is, is your Don going to participate in the home run derby? Cause he said he's undecided. I'm pretty sure he's been asked. And um, I, I, I put a poll out there, and I think there's several, like a segment of the Astros fans that want to see him in there, but there's also a segment like, eh, can we not do the home run derby? We don't want to risk injury, you know? I wasn't mean, it Brian Abreu that did it for the – maybe he wasn't with the Astros or maybe he was with the Astros or no. he was with the Phillies or something. He, with the won, he did the home run derby, and then he messed up his swing and didn't hit a home run for like a month or something, so – uh, yeah, that that's a risk you have with that. So yeah, um, I forgot to mention that Pedro Leon was selected that's to right. play represent the Astros in the Futures game. So uh, this is somebody who's learning how to play shortstop for uh, the first time, uh, first year in professional baseball. So this that's pretty big honor for this this kid. So um, and the Astros uh, will get some players added to the um, 
to the uh, f- the full roster uh, come Sunday. So they'll have announcement parties. So uh, we'll have a chance to talk about that on Sunday. Um, so Lauren, uh, where can they find you on Twitter and um, all your other podcasts and uh, you on air? Yeah. So uh, of course you can follow me on my social media handles on Twitter, uh, right there on the screen. It's at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, double underscore Leal, L-E-A-L. Uh, that's both on Twitter and Instagram, but you can catch me this weekend. We're off for the 4th of July, but Sunday mornings, 8 to 10 on ESPN 97.5. And then also CW39 on Saturday nights, Houston Sports Show at 10 p.m. Um, and KPRC Channel 2 on Sunday nights as well, right after sports Sunday. We'll break down, you know, all, all of Houston sports. No, it, you know, and that's a great show. I've actually um, caught y'all's um, Sunday show a couple times, and I love the co- I love the uh, conversation you have with um, with Solomon, and you know, all the like you and your co host y'all y'all make a great team because I I feel like it's it's just like a conversation if you were going to a sports bar or just hanging out with friends, and like y'all know what you're talking about, so. Um, if, if y'all get a chance and you're in the Houston market, check out ESP 97.5 when they do that. Cause it, it's a great show. Thank you. Yeah. We try to keep it as uh, fun and, you know, people are just waking up. So we're, we're getting your attention, but also giving you some sports knowledge too. <laughs> cool. All right, Lauren, thank you for joining the show and guys, thank y'all for tuning in. I know we had a lot of people just joining right now, but, uh, today on the locked on today podcast and a Milwaukee buck stepped up without Giannis to take the 3-2 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Astros podcast where you can listen to uh, me, Eric, and uh, Brett, H-Town Wheelhouse, every day, and we'll talk about the Houston Astros all season long. So thank you once again, Lauren, and Ghostros, and I'm not too worried about the All-Star thing. Everything will uh, work itself out on Sunday. So go Strohs and let's, uh, sweep the Indians. <laughs>